Welcome back to the Pulse Podcast. Today, we're really excited to have Vijay Patel. Vijay Patel is currently a co-founder and partner at CVS Health Ventures, a $100 million fund dedicated to investing and partnering with high-potential health technology startups aimed at building towards CVS's vision of creating more consumer-centric care. Prior to this role, Vijay had held several leadership roles at CVS Health in strategic partnerships and innovation with a focus on digital health. BJ holds an MBA from the Sloan School of Management at MIT and a dual bachelor's degree in economics and systems engineering from the University of Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So before we start with the content, we'd love to hear a bit about your personal background. I know we talked a little bit earlier today, but curious if you can share something interesting about your background for us. Sure. So I think for me, like the story of how I actually ended up at CVS is kind of a, a funny one and actually has ties to Wharton where I went to undergrad. I actually came here because an alum from Penn had started a strategy and business development group. And uh, before business school, he was looking to recruit some folks to help think about you know where the strategy setting of the company and the transactions. And uh, I was really excited and, and ended up kind of on a whim joining the company. And it really started my career and interest and passion for healthcare. Did you have any healthcare interest before that? Or is that sort of the earlier point where you sort of got acclimated to healthcare? Yeah. I actually, in my very first job out of school, I was an, an analyst at a company called Bank Capital where we invested in I was a generalist, a bunch of different businesses. I had actually invested in a company that did outsourced R&D in the medical device space. And so I had spent a lot of time thinking about how royalty arrangements were structured, you know, how people actually brought new products and services to market. So I, I had a limited experience, but it uh, was really getting thrown into the deep end. And I know a lot of your experience has been in investing Have you ever thought about doing something that was more on the product side or something else now that you've been at CBS for so long? Or has investing just always piqued your interest and and passion? It's a great question. And I think what is exciting about uh, my stint at CBS is while I joined, I came from an investment firm. My role was as part of a digital team, which which had been newly constituted back in 2015 as an enterprise organization, really rethinking how CVS was going to elevate the importance of digital health. And my role then was to develop a plan and a program to partner with innovative startups and companies. And that work necessitated not just thinking about investments and partnerships, but really about the product and technology and how that's strung together a meaningful consumer experience. And so that role, while the end point was transactions and partnerships, uh, the work itself was to build out meaningful products and services. So I, I would, certainly wouldn't call myself a product manager, but I would say I had to work really closely with our engineering and product teams. Uh, and as a result, like I've learned a lot you know, from my peers who are experts in that area. Your role, I'm sure, on the team as you start entering into some of these investments will be to oversee some of the products and the end-to-end processes at some of these companies that... CVS Health Ventures might invest in. So is that sort of different or another angle through which you'll be able to extend some of that experience? And our hope with CVS Health Ventures 
is really it's not just to think about ourselves as a fund or as you know pure financial investors. Is we really hope we can bring strategic value to entrepreneurs and innovators uh, who are doing the really hard work of trying to tackle these complex issues. And what we hope is that not just from a capital standpoint, but from both an access to our network, access to you know the really smart and thoughtful experts in SMEs that exist across CBS, and our ability to enable what we hope is meaningful commercial and distribution arrangements as well, could help both facilitate and test and learn with these companies and help move forward some of these opportunities, but also a great place to accelerate you know, what I hope is like the promise of technology in healthcare, you know, to deliver uh, less expensive, more convenient, and uh, overall more effective solutions. It's a great transition to the next part of our content, which is really wanting to deep dive on CBS Health Ventures. So to help our listeners get a sense of what CBS Health Ventures is and does, can you please provide an overview at a high level of the mandate, et cetera, of CVS Health Ventures? Sure. So uh, CVS Health Ventures, it's a dedicated corporate venture capital fund. And our mandate really is to invest and partner with high potential early stage companies, focus on making healthcare more accessible, affordable, and simpler. And I think a key element to think about there is not just about investing, it also really is about partnering with these companies. And we're hoping to really align the broader mission of CBS Health alongside the fund and its mission. How do you think about your initial emerging investment thesis? What are some of the key considerations or factors that you weigh when deciding whether or not to make an investment? I think that's a great question. So CBS Health right, is a pretty broad organization in healthcare. You know, we have a multitude of provider assets. Uh, direct-to-consumer assets, and some really important you know, payer assets as well. And as we think about the mandate of our fund, it is an enterprise. So we're looking sort of across the board in the ecosystem in healthcare. And to help us focus our efforts from the fund, one is you know, we really focus on digital and technology-enabled solutions to help us focus in. And then the second is we try to bucket ourselves into a couple key thematic areas. So uh, the first is around care delivery and its transformation. So that would really include solutions in virtual care, home health care as examples that are really critical and important to us. Uh, the second is around uh, whole person care. And that's talking about you know, themes around social determinants of health uh, and also you know, key categories, behavioral health. So we're trying to treat folks outside of necessarily maybe one condition, but really being thoughtful about behavioral health as well. And the third thematic area for us is around consumer-centric healthcare services. CVS has a really important role in engaging directly with customers, you know, at the corner drugstore as a meaningful brand in the space. And we think there's more to do in areas around pharmacy, healthcare financing, and price transparency. And we're seeing an interesting evolution of subscription-based models in healthcare as well. And then the final layer we think about is just the more technology-oriented capabilities, whether it be some innovative AI solutions we're starting to see to enable several of those three themes we talked through. And you know, given our data assets and you know the amount of opportunities we have to improve care there, we're really interested in looking at those opportunities as well. Thanks for explaining all of that. All of those 
four pillars or focus areas that you described, I think hit home on some of the key trends that we're seeing in healthcare now around the emphasis of home health, as you mentioned, and really using digital to transform efficiency, affordability, and just scalability of delivery of care. So why now? What's the motivation for CVS Health as an enterprise to create this fund, especially given historically CVS Health, as well as now and I have invested in and partnered with other smaller and early stage companies in the past? Yeah, I think for us, you know, while we have success historically in partnering with companies and also, you know, making investments in companies and let's say uh, an opportunistic fashion, we really do see an incredible opportunity in the early stage healthcare space. And formally structuring and launching the fund, I think we'll have a you know one more focus and more resources dedicated to identifying and supporting these companies uh, that can really benefit from a broad set of services and the network at CVS. And you know, we've also just seen through the last few years, we've had some meaningful successes in working with companies on the early stage development. And this we think will, will help us support those companies, but also compete in the market as well uh, with our competitors who are pursuing similar strategies. One piece I wanted to bring up is, as you know, obviously United Health Group has Optum Ventures, Cigna has launched Cigna Ventures. And so to your point, there are similar or at least comparable examples of other very well-resourced companies creating separate venture funds. So how does CVS Health Ventures kind of differentiate from, or how are they similar to some of these funds? And how would you compare the CVS Health Venture to some of the examples that you see in the marketplace today? And we have enormous respect for our competitors who are also our partners in healthcare. So United and Cigna and others, they, they have a great track record of innovation. And we also view as key partners in our work ahead. In terms of how we're approaching the market, how we're trying to differentiate our approach is that the venture fund is actually, uh, while a separate entity with a dedicated set of capital, it's actually integrated with our broader business development function here at CBS. So take myself, I have responsibility with my partner, my to sort of source and build and invest out of the fund. We also have responsibilities to help drive key strategic partnerships aligned to what's most important for our business. So whether it's new business initiatives, whether it's innovative digital partnerships to support those goals, that all sits in the same organizational structure. So we feel really tied into the overall strategy. And we're hoping that will lead to both the successful investments from a return standpoint, but even more importantly, success in furthering CBS Health's broader strategy and goals as an enterprise. How does the Aetna angle sort of play into the overall investment perspective or lens? And how does it sort of shape your ability to take a more comprehensive or broader look at the marketplace and really assess and baseline your assets and where there are gaps? Yeah. So on the payer side, what is really exciting and what I've loved about you know, my role and our opportunity here is we have a broad set of stakeholders and experts who are not only thinking about care delivery models and payment models and, and where our industry is going at the national level, we have there's deep expertise at the local market and regional level as well. I think something that's really interesting to think about is that even though we talk about some of the new value-oriented Disney-enabled providers that are coming to market, where they have to start usually is on a local or regional level to prove out their models. And so having the opportunity to build tight 
meaningful collaborative relationships with our business unit stakeholders and our local market leaders is going to be really critical to our success. Because a lot of times they'll be on the ground and they'll see innovations and they'll see new providers come to market and can speak authentically towards how they're performing. And so for me, I'm viewing it as a big advantage, an amazing opportunity for us to test and learn. It also gives us a great opportunity to partner with companies and offer not just a broad sense of you know needing to do a deal or a enterprise-wide opportunity to start. I know from your enterprise roles and strategic roles at CVS Health that you've seen digital health evolve at CVS. Curious to hear how that journey of digital health within CVS Health has evolved. What specifically have you seen in your roles through time and, and where do you see it sort of moving forward? Yeah, I think... For me, I kind of fell into this world of digital health. When I joined CVS in 2015, uh, the company had just made this big decision to build out a broader you know, digital effort, consolidate all of those under one leader. And I joined right at the beginning of that process. And in my role to help think about how we were going to partner with startups and accelerators, it was you know, a great opportunity to test and learn. The very first thing I did was try to meet with as many companies as I could in the space. So you know, for the first year of my role, once a month, I was in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, meeting with any company in the digital space I could find and trying to just learn and better understand the market context as I sort of matured in my career at CVS and we tried, I think, many different approaches to working with companies, I learned a lot about what really matters from a digital health standpoint. And then I think some of my assumptions around what was going to be impactful or meaningful or affect change, I think I've learned a lot through that process. I'll give you one example. When I started my work at CVS, I basically did not know anything about IT security the role and the importance of patient health data and privacy. And through my very first sets of partnerships, I realized that no matter what we're doing, CVS as an entity places a premium and you know, an enormous amount of weight on understanding and protecting that patient health data and really making sure that companies have an approach to protect, manage, and support our consumers through those interactions. And so that to me was like a great learning that not only do you have to have an excellent service, deliver great value, you have to be thinking about the underlying risks and our responsibilities as a healthcare organization. And that's a little different than, let's say, you know, my previous role, I've been a generalist investor when we looked at technology in the consumer space, you know, with very different sets of rules and regulations. And I think I've tried to take some of those learnings with me as I've progressed in my career and we've tried different types of approaches to work with companies. And it's uh, served me well in terms of uh, what are the questions, let's call it one through three I ask now are very different than uh, how I started conversations uh, five or six years ago when I was just starting out of digital health. Pushing on that point a bit further, what are some of the ways that you now yeah. interact with potential companies that you may be interested in investing in, or as you think about sourcing deals, obviously you've seen a lot through your career as an investor. So what are some of the things that you'll take from your previous careers that you'll apply to CBS Health Ventures? Yeah, I think for us, what's really exciting and what uh, the main learning I have is at a company like CBS for, let's say, an investment or a partnership to be sort of successful, 
our team from a business development and venture standpoint needs to be really aligned to what's most important and most relevant to our broader business stakeholders. You know, what is our overall strategy and what's most important to our customers? As we think about what success looks like longer term, it's not just getting a deal done, like you know, structuring an investment or getting a partnership done is great. What success really looks like for us is has that product, you know, that <laughs> through partnership or that you know new care model has it launched successfully? Has it been adopted by customers? And I view that like our business unit stakeholder success, are the customer experiences we're delivering. That's the ultimate measure of success for our team. And so as I think about how I approach or the questions I ask now, one thing I try to do is be really close and engaged with the leaders across our organization to understand where we're focusing our time, where we see gaps in our capabilities or opportunities for growth and expansion. And so that I can you know, at least channel some of those considerations when I'm talking to these companies and to better filter out and to identify opportunities that will have meaningful effect at CDS. You know, the other thing I think a lot about is you know, making sure they have a good understanding of you know, the healthcare system, broader healthcare economics and reimbursement. And they have a strategy really to address privacy and HIPAA considerations as something is now on the very early stages of my uh, conversation. When you talk about measuring success and what that looks like for some of these companies, creates the question in my mind of what the timeline that CVS Health Ventures is considering when you think about these investments. So especially in healthcare, where some of these outcomes you don't see until many years have elapsed. Truly, how do you think about what the timeline of your investments looks like and how does that impact how you measure the efficacy of some of these startups and investments? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's going to be a nuanced answer, right? As you think about what success looks like in our space, one of the reasons we set up the fund itself was to have more flexibility in this approach. And so it is a separate entity. It is a traditional fund structure. And the goal of having that separate pool of capital is to enable us to take a different point of view and a longer term timeline with some of these opportunities. And so to help support and give us a little bit more room and air to like partner with an earlier stage company versus, let's say, in a more commercial setting, uh, which our team deals with as well, we're looking at much nearer term goals and opportunities. So as we think about our approach here on the venture side, it's not a requirement to have a commercial deal ready to go, you know, day one or even the next quarter or two. What we're looking for is potential. And is there a potential here with this entrepreneur, with this technology to really meaningfully shift our approach towards either delivering care, supporting our customers and others? So we're hoping this gives us another tool and an ability to have a longer term timeline with some of these opportunities. And then as we think about nearer term commercial opportunities, those, you know, we're definitely going to look for nearer term milestones, harder ROI, and some of those examples in partnership with the business unit. I know part of the give and take, especially when you're part of a larger enterprise, is hitting some of those near-term metrics yep. that business unit leaders are held accountable to, where things like compensation and bonus structures are tied to. So it sounds like having this separate entity does give business leaders the empowerment to actually take risks on some investments that maybe won't have direct ROI or payoff in the short term, but longer term could end up being a huge enabler or a huge game changer. Yeah. 
No, I think that's right. And you know, one thing I and I know you talked to my colleague Dan, and he mentioned this on their podcast is uh, you know, our partnership with a company called Unite Us, which you know we invested in that company. It's a social determinants of health, both software platform, but also they also build these networks market by market. And so when we're working with them, not just from an investment standpoint, but a commercial standpoint, one of the rationales and reasons you know we partnered with them was to highlight and prioritize some markets that were meaningful to us from a Medicaid standpoint. So we've had you know a really strong and effective partnership that I think to your point helped to balance some long-term you know potential opportunity alongside a sort of near-term commercial effort as well. So that's been you know a successful opportunity and partnership for us. And so what I'm hearing is CVS Health Ventures does invest along the spectrum of startup maturity. So anywhere from C stage all the way to something that has proof of concept, something that is more readily commercializable. Is that a fair understanding of the overall kind of investment criteria? Yeah, I think for us, our criteria, we're likely right now going to stay in the sort of series A and later stage in terms of the maturity curve of companies. I think we'll consider, you know, seed stage in the future, but we're going to probably be in the commercial range or at least product definition and maturity range around, you know, we think mainly in the series A and series B round investments. Now, putting on your entrepreneur hat, I'm curious, since a lot of our listeners are also entrepreneurs or we have had many guests on the show who are entrepreneurs on the other side of the table, what are some of the best ways for entrepreneurs to actually take advantage of investors such as yourself and really harness the huge potential and the expertise that investors like a CVS Health Ventures brings? I think what's exciting about CVS Health is it as a company culture really supports a partnership model across the business unit. So it's not necessarily a new concept for my colleagues that work in the business and so I think that that really helps it in view and support the broader efforts. And so for us, when we're working with entrepreneurs and some of the in some earlier stage companies, something that does really help us to build a great working relationship is not just getting to know each other from a personal standpoint, but getting to know each other's businesses and what our priorities, what's most important. So as an example, you know, we're a public company, even though we're a pretty broad and a complex organization. You know, there's a lot of information about our priorities that are sort of public. You know, we publish a lot of information about our priorities and our strategic direction. And I do appreciate when entrepreneurs have done some homework in talking to us and, and highlighted what we published and said, you know, are our priorities. And I think that's something that is really helpful in both ends. And so I'm sure entrepreneurs also appreciate when we've done our homework and we've been thoughtful about a space and, and while and it's uh, incumbent upon us to develop a point of view and to do our uh, due diligence and to highlight areas of focus for us. And so I think that to me is sort of step one and, and something that's meaningful on both sides, really invest in those relationships and understanding those businesses. And the second is really showing openness to understanding, let's call it challenges or opportunities that exist in working together. Like healthcare is, I'm excited about this slice of the world, and, you know, for my, for my career. And so something that excites me is that it is challenging and there are real problems to solve and coming to a conversation and really with a solution oriented mindset and a passion to really understand like the underlying 
sort of issues uh, associated with the problem. I'll give you an example. Just this past year during the pandemic, one of the companies that you know we partnered with, uh, Lumira, is both an investment that we made several years ago. It's a point of care diagnostic platform. And early on in the pandemic, you know, we spent a lot of time with their managed team and their company as we were all trying to understand how to best address the issues. And working with them, we're actually able to move forward and develop a go-to-market strategy on bringing point-of-care diagnostics uh, on the COVID side to work quicker than I think we would have historically. And it took some meaningful conversations and you know, we worked through, I think, some tough operating dynamics, product shortages. And I think we got to a really great working relationship to help solve what we think is a, a really meaningful you know, consumer issue, patient issue, and in this case, a public health issue. But it did take, I think, a very honest set of conversations. And I think a lot of investment in faith in both organizations. And that's been a great, a great relationship. And we're really excited you know, to see the growth in the company outside of the relationship with CBS. Have you found through some of these initial investments that you've also had to work with other investors and kind of balance that side as well? And if so, can you speak to maybe an example or just how you've been thinking about that relationship? Yeah, so I think that is well known in sort of the investing space is that as you work, <laughs> when you invested in a company in one of these stages, you're not just partnering with the company, you're also partnering with the rest of the investor group. And I think taking and bringing like a similar perspective in terms of being open and honest about what's most important to you, being good thought partners when things are both going great, but also when there's challenging dynamics is really critical and important. And one of the things that we're really trying to do, especially as we set up a more formal structure in a fund, is to be responsive against sort of market timelines, be able to participate in market structures as a fund, which we think will make it easier, more attractive for other venture partners to think about CVS. And as we've participated and we hope we've built a, you know, an authentic and straightforward reputation in the market is one of being open and honest and direct with both our entrepreneurs, but also with the other investors in the space. I think for us, it is a really important factor right, in trying to build a successful uh, venture effort here and expand what we've done so far is uh, how we interact with those folks that are in the cap table uh, with us. And I'd say it's not just thinking about CVS, the enterprise, but also thinking about the relationships and the individuals that both run those business units, make those decisions. And the same goes for uh, the investors uh, that sit on boards of these companies and are helping support the entrepreneurs. In the end, we're, we have what we hope to be really aligned goals of, of supporting that broader growth of our portfolio companies. I'm curious how COVID-19 has affected CVS Health Ventures' direction and investment criteria, and if there are any sort of general changes in the industry that COVID-19 has brought upon that you think will persist that kind of ties into the direction that you see CBS Health Ventures headed in? You know, I think that we share some of the broader views. I think uh, in terms of some meaningful and durable changes we're seeing in the market, certainly around virtual care, we do believe that there's been a sort of a step change, a step change in the adoption and persistence of virtual care and its importance in the broader delivery of healthcare. I would say diagnostics is an area that 
you know, we, that was sort of an enormous part of our 2020 in terms of standing up one of the largest testing networks in the country. And that's now become a really interesting area that we're spending time in, you know, as it relates to consumer-centric care. You know, another area that was really interesting about COVID is uh, we announced, you know, a couple of weeks ago, clinical trials business that was really accelerated, identified and accelerated through COVID as well. And so for our venture fund, we're trying to align ourselves with a broader strategy where our enterprise is going, where we hope it to go. And, you know, COVID did sort of push all of those efforts ahead in a pretty meaningful way. And so I would say those would still be themes we're really interested in. I would say as a company, we're just maybe further down the path against some of those priorities than we would have been without COVID. You touched upon some of these themes that are COVID-driven. Taking a couple of steps back, are there any broader trends in the industry, even COVID aside? So things like consolidation, especially among some of these retailers and provider systems, or even models like value-based care that you're excited about or interested in? Yeah, I'd say as we think about the broader healthcare landscape, there are some things that are, that are really exciting that we're spending you know, meaningful time. And I'd say for us, you know, an area that you know, now it's spent a lot of time in its behavioral health and its importance and relevance, not just as a standalone set of services, but its contribution is important to, to our overall health of our members and customers. And we're seeing meaningful traction, really interesting, innovative approaches to healthcare, behavioral health, both from the broader, let's call it, care navigation standpoint, in which we'll see sort of a traditional B2B orientation. And now we're seeing, and we're really excited about the evolution of what's called that next generation of companies that are either specific to disease state or challenge that a member or customer is facing, whether that be substance abuse disorder, whether it be eating disorders or others. We're seeing some really interesting solutions targeted in the behavioral health space. We're also seeing another generation of companies that are helping to navigate um, members or customers to the right sets of solutions. Uh, And we have a really great behavioral health team that we partner with to review opportunities. And we're excited to continue to explore that as as both an investment theme and sort of a core kind of partnership thing for CBS. Are there also reimbursement models, thinking about it on the Mm -hmm. payer side, that kind of tie into that where through temporary authorizations from COVID, but also having a more expansive definition of what healthcare is and what that means for people and what services consumers are now seeking. Do you also see that change on the reimbursement or payer side of more openness or subsidies for things like behavioral health? I'd say on on the CVS side, it's you know a key priority for us. And as we think about, you know, as a payer priority, there's an enormous focus on bringing the right sets of assets and solutions to the market under sort of our benefit structure. I'd say we're also thinking about it as a provider. And as as we think about our role in the community, both from a retail pharmacy standpoint, mini clinic standpoint, you know, we are interacting with patients very frequently on a local basis. And we're also play a big role in distributing the pharmaceutical drugs related to some of these conditions. And so as we think about the broader spectrum, not just from a payer standpoint, We're also thinking about it as a provider standpoint, both as an enterprise, but also from our fund and from a venture standpoint, 
we're excited about those opportunities as well as we partner with companies as a provider, not just as a payer. I think one thing that is so unique about CVS and other retailers who may be thinking about similar steps is that there's a lot of consumer trust that people place in the CVS brand. It's so ubiquitous in the United States, as well as to your point, having pharmacists or people who are working at CVS who tend to be, especially in more rural communities, the source or the center, at least one of the focal points of health administration or dispensing healthcare in the community. So I'm sure that's something that you're thinking about as well in terms of making sure that CVS is taking full advantage of all the different services or roles that essentially serve in the community. And I would imagine too, with something like behavioral health, where it's a more sensitive topic and trust and credibility is potentially even more important there for community members, that that's something that differentiates CVS health from other providers. Yeah, I know I would say the CVS health brand and, and you know role in the broader healthcare community, I think it's never been I think more apparent um, than in the last you know, year and a half with both COVID testing, you know, the broader pandemic and, and also certainly with our, our vaccination efforts. And I'd say I'm really proud of the organization that's mission driven and, and of you know my colleagues that are doing the really a critical work of you know being on the front lines to help sort of solve some of these issues, and I think what what gets me sort of excited about the work that we're doing is also thinking about not just how are we delivering great solutions, you know, from the end standpoint to customers, or you know, developing a great solution that helps sort of our payer colleagues think about and deliver great programs. A lot of these solutions, as you think about. In new, in new kind of care models, whether it be virtual care or others, are really helping clinicians, you know, deliver better and better service. And so I think about what does excite me is, are we able to help our colleagues better pursue their mission as well and deliver even better care, right? which is, I think, really exciting. So I think our work with Unitas is a good example where it wasn't just, hey, a partnership or an investment at a high level. It's, you know, they work closely with our Medicaid colleagues, they're working with our, you know, corporate social determinants of health efforts as well to coordinate care and service opportunities. And even when it comes to to opportunities like driving and trying to solicit support vaccine and testing access, uh, some of these partners were really helpful in activating and activating those communities in a really authentic way. So beyond, let's say, our, our core mission and as we think about supporting our goal of innovation and new products and services, you know, a lot of the endpoints and a lot of where we're going from a product standpoint will involve our colleagues on the ground doing great work in pharmacies, doing great work in clinics and others. And that, that is, I, I think, something a little bit unique about CBS Health given sort of our span. And one thing too that you pointed out that your colleague, Dr. Danek, pointed out as well as this piece around health inequities and the role of CVS in affecting some of that. It's something that was brought up and exacerbated through COVID-19, where we understand that more communities of color not only have less access to some of the medications or treatments or interventions or vaccinations, but also are the ones who are more disproportionately affected. And so do you consider health inequities or aspects around helping disadvantaged communities as well in the overall mandate of CVS Health Ventures? 
No, that's a great question. And, and the answer is yes, absolutely. And I think the reason why it's like an easy yes is because the overall approach of CVS and the overall mission is aligned to those as priorities. And so as part of how we set up the fund and thought about its goal and its impact, that was sort of implicit in how we thought about the areas of focus uh, and our approach. So if you think about the opportunities around transforming care delivery, whether it be virtual care, or let's say home health, a lot of the, the opportunities there is to provide access and care and there's opportunities to do so in innovative ways. And those oftentimes are looking to address underserved communities or patients with challenges in terms of access. So we're really excited about those opportunities and we're spending a lot of time with our colleagues on the product side. You know, I spend time with our colleagues on our corporate giving uh, and our community affairs side to think about are there opportunities for us proactively to look at not just uh, commercial opportunities from acceleration standpoint, but you know, there's opportunities for us to think about sort of a benefit to our community through partnership with these companies. A lot of them address fundamental issues in health equity. And so uh, we're hopeful and excited about that opportunity, not just to partner with our internal colleagues helping to address these issues. And we think that we can also help accelerate and support those opportunities and partnership with entrepreneurs. I want to pivot now to the last part of this podcast on general advice that you have for our listeners, both personally and professionally through your experience. If you can share any advice that you have for our listeners, whether it's for entrepreneurs or aspiring investors, anything that you have from your life experience to share. I haven't been an an entrepreneur in my career, so so I certainly wouldn't want to give uh, advice to what I do think is is the hardest job or one of the hardest things to do is to start a company. But I'm happy to share like how I've thought about and navigated sort of my career. And one thing uh, I had a mentor share with me as I was thinking about what's next in my career, as I was sort of going through my first few experiences is you, you can only optimize for a few things when you're thinking about your next step or your next career. And he encouraged me to really think, he's like, oh, do you want a bigger salary? Do you want to think about a title? And what, and what I ended up thinking about it, and he sort of counseled me to is, are you taking opportunity uh, that's focused on learning and opportunity experience? And I think that's really stuck with me as I've sort of navigated my career. So I mentioned like, well, how I ended up at CDS. Um, so the first time was very kind of opportunistic. I had never thought about working for a larger company, but I was really excited about the opportunity to learn and, and sort of explore. And, and as I sort of joined in a digital health capacity, that was also how I got the opportunity. It was sort of a new effort, a brand new team that was being set up. And I was really interested at in that intersection of technology with consumer healthcare. And as I thought about it, um, I was on a sort of investor, you know, worked at a couple funds sort of path. And as I sort of changed careers or changed sort of approaches, I was really thinking about that from a, from a priority standpoint. And that's still how I, I consider and think about my career today. It's focused on opportunities for learning and to sort of push and challenge myself, which has been great. If you like what you're hearing, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts.